Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, and welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. Um, it's Phil Daniels here. I'm back again. Phil's back! I've been back. Andy Saunders has been, uh, you know, keeping the seat warm for me with Kerry Levy. Kerry, are you Hello. here? I am here. All oh, right, I thought it was a ghost. It's Kerry's birthday. Is it Kerry's birthday? It's, has he not told you? He's 57, <laughs> isn't he? I think that's conservative, Phil. Is 57's it? conservative. Uh, How old are you, Kerry? I'm old enough, thank you. Are you are you old enough or young enough to referee a football match? Oh, I don't know. Um, mind you, I don't know if age comes into it. So I could be young enough to referee a, a, a football match. Yes. Good. Yes. Cause and I could probably get most of the decisions better than an awful lot of them. Who who refed it on Saturday against Burnley? Chelsea Burnley. Martin Atkinson. He was diabolical. Well, all the refs this weekend were diabolical. He was particularly diabolical, but the refereeing generally was abysmal. Was abysmal it? Abysmal throughout all the games I watched. I don't know what went wrong. I think it was something in the water. No, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But, you know, I'm sure we'll come on and talk about it in more detail about, about, oh, right. about, about that game, won't we? But, you know, uh, yeah, no, not good at all. And, and certainly after the week we've had, not what we needed. Well, happy birthday, Kerry, anyway. Thank you very much. Good much lad. appreciated. But um, so yeah, so I suppose we've got to go back to oh god, what was the last game he played before the weekend? Was it Everton? PSG. Oh yeah, PSG. Um, on Tuesday, uh, in the Parc de Prince in Paris. PVC. PVC. Uh, a team we know well from last season. You and I watched that game together, didn't we, last season? The Denver Bar game. Yes, we did. And um, I think we were a bit. Uh, we struggled a bit, didn't we, against? Uh, PSG. On Tuesday? On Tuesday. We did a bit, yeah. Um, it was a full-strength team, wasn't it? They cool. look... I mean, they're quite a, quite a tasty side, aren't they? And they had quite a few injuries as well. Yeah. And they, had, they had four key players out that time. We, we had a fairly uh, strong team. We had Courtois, Ivanovic, Terry, Cahill. Cahill in as Piliqueta. Fabregas and Matic. Ramirez, William Hazard and Costa. I mean, that's pretty much a full-strength team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we, we did. But we struggled. We didn't, we didn't look like we were up with the pace. 
No. Well, Costa don't look up with a pace at the moment, does he, since he's come back? Yeah. He, he was particularly poor on uh, against PSG. Yeah, he was poor in both games this week, I thought. Yeah. Um, I um, thought was was interesting, the most interesting stat, because you know I love a stat. PSG had 14 shots in the game. We had two. Two shots in the entire got, game. Well, was one a goal? And one was a goal. But only two shots in the entire game. Well, I was sat there watching it pulling my hair out that we were so negative and so boring. Um, for a Chelsea team that started the season, you know, really entertaining and real, you know, they looked like they had a bit of fun in their game and enjoyed their football. And it looks to me at the moment like we've stopped enjoying. Well, I think he has a, a very definite policy when he goes away from home, which is to sit fairly deep and, and, and be conservative and, and hit them on the break. But we just didn't have the tools to hit them on the break. We had no pace in the team. Fabregas looked, looked ill, to be honest. He didn't look like he was uh, enjoying himself. Um, Costa, as you say, was completely isolated. Uh, Ramirez, William, um, didn't really offer us anything. I thought Hazard had a, a half-decent game. Um, and well, we just it, we were on the back foot for the whole game not, and ran it, no ideas. Well, the problem at the moment is... You know, Hazard is our creative, you know, anything creative we do has to come from Hazard at the moment. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no creation, really. I mean, what, Kerry? I was just going to say, I I think you you hit on a really solid point um, a moment ago in the fact that we started off the season being an incredibly exciting side. And as we sort of worked our way to perhaps having a chance at something... We've got less and less creative. And I think all the games that we've ended up going 1-0 up against bigger sides, we've immediately sat back and gone, right, you come and score against us, which was fine in 2006, 2007. We had a defence that could usually soak it all up. I don't think we've got a good enough defence that that means that, look, with the PSG game, up until they equalised, there was really only one team in it, and that was us. As soon as they equalised, we didn't know what to do because our game plan had gone out the window. We couldn't keep on soaking it up. They became the good side that we know they can be. And we never, ever got a sniff back in the game of getting any chance of getting a goal. And I think Mourinho has made them more negative as the season's gone on. I don't think, I don't think it's as easy as that, Kerry, to be honest. I think one of the problems that we've got is a, is a massive lack of pace in the team. Um, and if you're going to play a counter-attacking game, you've got to have pace, and we haven't got it. Now, when we were playing counter-attacking football 2004, 2005, we had Duff, we had Robin, we had really quick players. You could get that ball forward really quickly. When you've got Ramirez, William and Hazard, it's just not going to get forward quickly enough. So you end up being on the back foot. And I don't think that's a case of just setting out to defend across the 18-yard box. I just think it's a case of not being able to exploit the opportunities that we've got. I slightly beg to disagree a little bit, only because... Um, I think it's not the pace sometimes of the players. It's the pace we play the ball at. And tempo. The tempo is just... It's been really slow. Um, when we play quickly, we look like we can really hurt teams. Um, there was a few flashes against Burnley where, you know, we play that ball quickly. We seem too busy on getting it, putting it right across the back line, sending it up, bringing it back. We don't seem to you know, 
get it moving at the moment. I think it, it, it's, it is an interesting point, and I think it's, it's best illustrated by Quadrado, uh, who came on as a sub against PSG and, and started against Burnley. What was interesting about Quadrado is, is at Fiorentina, he was very much a free player, he was able to do what he wanted, run at players. I think what, what he's realised and what we've all realised is that every single player in a Mourinho team is a defender. And they've got to think about the defensive element of it. And that sometimes curtails their creativity and their flair because they're thinking, if I lose the ball, I've got to get back into the shape. Well, he's so bought the, him because he used to be a right-back, didn't he? So he knows he can defend. Well, you know, and I think he's a decent player. But I think, I think the, 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 the point we're making is the fact that he has to realise that he has, he has got a defensive role to play. And all those players in the Mourinho team have got a defensive role to play. Sometimes it does curtail the creativity a little bit and well, it stops them being, being playing the kind of tempo that you want them to. Well, we've got a new Pele, haven't we? I mean, Ivanovic don't play at right back anymore, does he? He's, well, he's Pele, isn't quite, he? It's quite astonishing how far he stands up the pitch. He doesn't bother defending, does he? <laughs> no. So Quadraro <laughs> has to defend if he's going to be on the right-hand side. Were you surprised to see Cahill back in uh, for Zuma? Or Zuma back in for Cahill? No, at the PSG game. Because um, Cahill came in and having uh, not played before that. I think Zuma, he's growing on me. I think, in a way, I, I prefer him at the moment. Cahill just seems to have lost a little bit of form. Yeah. Um, he just looks a bit of a British, lanky centre-half at the moment. But you, Kerry, were you surprised to see Cahill in the team for PSG? Or do you think uh, his European experience was why he was chosen for that game? I think he probably did do it for that reason. I'm not convinced it was the right reason. Um, but then, you know, everything rides on getting the right result away from home in Europe. And I think he thought it was a safer option. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting because... You don't see, with certain players, it's like when he brought check in in goal and you think, oh, well, he's going to be in for a run and he lasted one game, even though he was magnificent. And the same with Cahill. I think he specifically thinks, OK, you're now going to play for certain games. And I think, I think you're right. I think he chose Cahill because it was a big European night. Zuma hasn't quite experienced anything like that yet. But for me, I think Zuma is... The, probably the standout discovery for me this year in the Chelsea team. Yeah, he's been exceptional. Um, another standout, I thought, in that game was Courtois, who made several magnificent saves, didn't he? Looked really... After a couple of games where he'd flapped a little bit in the Villa game, and, you know, he looked a little bit uncertain. I think he makes good saves yeah. uh, now and again, but I'm not. Secu- I'm a bit worried every time a ball comes in. Well, two games, I thought, on, against PSG and Burnley, I thought he was excellent in both games. Yeah, I, pref- I think Czech's a better goalie. OK. Um, so we scored first. Ivanovic after 36 minutes, slightly, I thought, you know, that was... Pele. <laughs> um, what was interesting about that goal, of course, it was made completely by defenders, wasn't it? John Terry, lovely little flick by Cahill. It was a fantastic goal. Yeah, headed in by Ivanovic. We don't need attackers in this team. You know, we'll just, we'll just let the back four do it. And up to that point, we looked really comfortable. And going in at half-time, I thought we were good value for the 1-0. Um, I was... I was surprised when we scored up to then I was thinking God we're never going to even have an attack and we scored and I thought oh we've nicked one here I didn't feel we were under a huge amount of threat before that though yeah I mean they had that header early on didn't they they had a couple of chances didn't they they headed down and um, Courtois made a sort of acrobatic sort of one for the cameras yeah one for the cameras he likes a bit of that doesn't he the Matuidi header wasn't a great wasn't a a great header but but, um, we done well, and I suppose in the end of the day, you, you, you can't 
you can't knock it. It's a one-all draw over there when they had most of the play, missed some chances, and Chelsea got to be favourites now, even though they look a good side. Oh, they look very, very good second half. I thought PSG. I thought Cavani looked a you know proper player. And I'm not going to put all the blame on on Cahill for that goal. I think John Terry was equally as culpable. I mean, no, but you know now and again. Teams have got to score goals, and sometimes you're to blame or you're not to blame. Mm. That's the way it goes, isn't well, my, it? My son said the other day, he said, every goal is a mistake. If you, you want to look at it, every goal is a mistake. And you can, you, can, you can pick holes in every mistake. And, you know, frankly, it was a good goal, and I thought Cavani looked sharp all night. And, you know, if it weren't for the legs of Dave on the line, then he probably would have had another one as well. And Ibrahimovic right. looked like a threat. So I thought second half, we did well to hold them off. Coming back to the bridge with, a, you know, with an away goal, that's got to be a decent result. Well, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, the, the problem with Chelsea, and I'll say it again, is that at 1-0, we don't go for 2-0. We've, we have not got any interest in killing teams off, you know. And you look at how many times this season we've gone 1-0 up and then haven't had a shot for ages. And then against the run of play, teams play themselves back into contention. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's true, Kerry. I, I, I don't think it's as negative as that. I think if you put that to Mourinho, he'd slap you down on it. I think we're not taking our... Likes, but I, I think don't think we're taking our chances. We're creating chances. Mourinho's going to slap you down. Not in that game. I mean, not in that game. But in the Burnley game, we have 14 shots in the Burnley game. We're just not taking the chances, mate. It's not about not, not, creating, not creating them because we're creating them. We're just not taking them. So saying that we're just going to sit back and defend, that's just not true. Well, I think away from home it is. I think that's what we exactly what we do. If we nick a, sometimes the worst thing that can happen for us is if we nick a goal because it will stop us looking to do anything. And that's what we did against PSG. We just sort of shut up shop, but it was a shot with the back door open. I mean, I concede that we play more defensively away from home. I think we play a, a tighter, narrower game from home. But to say we just sit behind the ball, it's just, it, it just isn't true, Kerry, I don't think. It was in I've that game, dis- really. In that game, one game we're talking about. But Kerry's no, saying... all right, don't go mad, all no, right? No, but listen, Kerry, Kerry's, saying this, is a, Kerry's this. saying this is a policy, and I don't think it is. He's down the phone. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Stop having a go at him, Phil. It's his birthday. Stop. <laughs> Leave him alone. You know, because you could argue against Swansea, for example, when we banged him five. We didn't sit back then, did we? We're, a lot of the time, we're better when we go one down. Yeah, we are. Because, because it just gives them a kick up the arse, the players, and they all go for it, you know? We all try that little bit harder and we push a little bit further forward. Mm. Yeah, I mean, certainly in those big games, I think I think you are right. You know, whether it's Man City or uh, Man United, in those big games, I think we have been very cautious and very conservative. But you know, in other games, we we have created chances. We just haven't taken them. That that's the issue. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing about that. But I think that is the point. The big games, and look, when we've played Manchester United away, Manchester City away, uh, PSG away, all of them, we've taken a lead against a side that has not been playing well, that were there for the taking, and we've let them back into the game. And that's what worries me. Against the bigger sides, we still go too cautiously. Yeah, Swansea and teams, we've run right when we go, oh, actually, this is our day. And I think we could have done that with all three of those games. I think PSG, they've had a really poor season. So so just to clarify, you're only talking about the big games here, because you did say this was Chelsea... Uh, let's you know, leave this conversation, boys. I said it was too often this hey. year. Hey? Let's leave this conversation. You're not going to agree, are you? Uh, no, I just think in the bigger games, we, we really almost don't quite believe we can go and destroy these sides. And I think we can. 
I think a lot of these sides have been there for the taking and we haven't taken them. Okay. That's fair. Shall we talk about Burnley then? Let's talk about Burnley. A few changes in the team. In came Luis, Zuma and Oscar and Cuadrado all came in. Your fan, your, your favourite player, Oscar. Yeah. What you, we haven't seen you for a while. Have you softened your view? Nope. No. Can well, I no. just say, we, we, we haven't even talked about Everton. We didn't do a podcast after Everton, did we? Well, the less said about that, the better, isn't it? Okay. But that was a nice, you know, the only thing you can say about that is we finally got a last-minute winner for the first well, time in years. Thank you, Bill Kemwright, um, Everton chairman, for inviting me to the match to go with you, Bill, but I couldn't go on the day. It would have been nice. Might have met Mr. Abramovich, but I couldn't go. Oh. I, I had to go somewhere. Oh, OK. So I could have been an Everton fan that day, couldn't I? <laughs> I could have had racist chants thrown at me. But um, moving on... <laughs> Well, we should address that, actually. I mean, if we're talking about the PSG game, we should address that, because that has been a major uh, feature of the week, hasn't it, really? I mean, you know, one thing I want to say about it, and obviously, you know, it can't be said enough how disgraceful and disgusting and, and, and appalling it is and how it is, as far as I'm concerned, nothing to do with, with, with me or my club. Um, I'm slightly disappointed with a lot of people going on the radio claiming to represent the supporters. I'm a little bit sick of, you know, of individuals going on uh, and spouting off and saying they represent me. Well, they don't, and, um, and I'd rather they wouldn't, and I don't know how you feel about that. Kerry? Well, I, th- I think <coughs> a lot of people have got opinions, but the truth is there can only be one opinion, and that is what happened was disgusting, it was wrong, it has no part... Never mind football, it has no part in modern society. Anybody who doesn't do anything other than sympathise and um, have concern about the victim in this situation, because that's exactly what this guy, Suleiman S., is, um, is misguided. You know, he needs to be understood that he was in a terrible situation. Um, It's not nice what you see on on that video. It's awful. But, you know... This happens too much this, in, in this day and age. And, you know, you think you've got past it. I think we're living in times where this is more rife than I can remember for a number of years. And you do hear things said more than ever before. And, you know, really, we've got to stand up for things and, and say things are wrong. And I and, think as well, we have to put to, put, put to one side the petty point scoring of, uh, of tribalism and football teams and just all unite under this banner of this is wrong, it needs to stop, and anybody that does it needs to be banned and banned for life. Correct. Yeah, totally. And, and the other thing is, on that clip that, I, that nobody's even mentioned, it starts off with the where were you in World War II chant at the French that was going on anyway. So, you know, I mean, that, that's as much racism as anything else. Um, and nobody's even mentioned that. I mean, this is not an isolated incident. We know that these things happen and we know that they're happening more and more recently. And, you know, they've got to stamp it out. And at least the club have tried to act quickly, have tried to get people in the frame for this. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. But how do you both think Chelsea have handled it? Well, personally, I think Chelsea have handled it very well, you know, considering that they haven't done a particularly good job in the past on, on certain issues. I think they reacted very quickly. They issued a statement very quickly. There was a statement from Abramovich, a statement from Mourinho, uh, and a statement from the club, all condemning it, all uh, uh, saying they would work with the authorities uh, and, and making it very clear that anybody 
uh, found uh, to have evidence against them and, and, and found to be guilty of this uh, particular appalling behaviour would be banned for life. So I don't really see an awful lot more that they could do, but they must follow through, they must implement it, and they must make an example out of these morons. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, I have to say, do you find you hear anything in, in the ground at Stamford Bridge? No. And I haven't for many, many, many years. Decades, in fact, I haven't. And I, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier. If I did hear anything um, you know, overtly racist in the ground, I think it would be shocking. And I honestly think people would turn around and, and remonstrate, no matter how big and scary uh, the people are. I, I, don't, I just don't hear it and haven't heard it. Um, and, I, and I go to away games as well, and I haven't heard it at away games. And I mean, obviously, we've heard the um, anti-Semitic stuff, the you know, the Tottenham stuff. Um, but the you know, but other it's every week in the ground. Yeah, other other forms of racism, particularly directed at black players. I haven't, I haven't heard that for years. Um, so I, I was actually that's one of the shocking things about this particular incident. Is I haven't heard it for so long. Mm. What do you think, Phil? I agree uh, with you, and I think it is, you know, it is rife, and um, we just have to be careful that we, it doesn't get carried away, you know. And I think, in a way, it's a good thing that it's been, you know, that someone's made a film, and um, it's a good thing that it's been found out, and maybe people will think a bit more in the future about, you know, what they're doing, whether they're really racist or just, you know, joining in with the gang, you know, and doing stupid things for the sake of it. So um, that's what I think anyway. No, I think that's fair enough. Good. Well, let's, let's draw a line under that then because, you know, that, that unfortunately I think dominated a lot of the, uh, 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 of the airwaves about our club this week and, you know, it's embarrassing and it's unfortunate and, and as I say, I hope we can move on and, and, and the victim can move on as well uh, and we deal with it and, and draw a line under it. So let's talk about the football, shall we? Let's talk about the Burnley game. Um, yes, let's uh, get that thriller. Um, but just going back towards you, well, you know. We had a nice curry beforehand, though, didn't we, Kerry? Yes, we did. We had a nice Vietnamese curry beforehand, and that was the best part of that day. That's nice. You came out from your country pile, did you, for that? Yes, I did. Were you clad in barber? No, that's never going to happen. Anyway, you've got a barber. I've seen you wear it. I make it work, mate. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so as I mentioned, into the team came Luis, Zuma, Oscar and Quadrado. Uh, Quadrado, first start, what did you think, Phil? Um, well, I didn't really know him. I thought he had a, you know, a, a fair game. He looks, quite, he looks quite a good player. You can't tell. My, my fear is that he's a winger. And our, you know, Chelsea and wingers don't seem to go, you know. We seem to buy these wingers. They stay for a little while and then they're either loaned out or sent somewhere or sold. He could be the new Robin, though, couldn't he? Well, we hope that he's the new Robin, but <laughs> I, I doubt it. He, you know, he's yeah. going to be the new Salah, the new, you know, Shuri, the, who yeah. they shouldn't have got rid of, but there you go. He's not Solomon Kalou, though, is he? He ain't Solokalu, no. No, no. I, I, I like him. I, you know, I, I've seen enough of him playing in Italy to know that he's a decent player. I don't think he had a very good game on Sunday. He was passing the ball sideways. But again, I think that's learning the role that he has to play under Mourinho. He hasn't going to get that kind of free. He made that lovely run across the box on the header, didn't he? He does make good runs. Yeah, no, that was quite exciting, yeah. that, that bit. And um, 
Um, and one of the players that came into the team, Felipe Luiz, I thought he had an, an amazing I, I game. I thought he was man of the match Me for too, us. Me too, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he had a really good game. He timed his tackles well. He, he, he wanted to get forward. And um, that's what I, I liked about him. He seems to want to get forward more than... I mean, I feel a bit sorry for um, Dave because... You know, he's a right-back playing at left-back, and he always has to sort of, When he goes forward, he always has to do a little dance first to get it onto his right foot yeah. to sort it all out, you he's know. He's looked a bit shaky in, in, in recent games as well, hasn't he? He has. He's I not think since the Man good. City game, when he got taught a lesson by Navas, he's looked a little bit shaky, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. And it was nice to see Luis play well. I thought Zuma didn't have a bad game. I thought Oscar was the same as usual, didn't know what he was doing. Um, get it every now and again and play a square ball and then you know, give it away. Um, I think he needs to, you know, play for the under-21s for a bit or something. No, you see, we're going to disagree. I mean, I, I didn't think Oscar had his best game, but I didn't think he was appalling. I, think he just I played... didn't say he was appalling, no, did I? I? No, I didn't, but, you know... I but... say he's lost. I don't think... I just don't think he's a winner somehow. I think, he, you know, as soon as he, he loses it, he drifts away, he drifts out the game. I know he can... And I want him to do well. And I know he can, you know, spin the ball. And I know he can bend one in. And I know he... You know, can he nicks the ball a lot. He nicks the ball. Well, the you, he did once or tw- you know, he's done it once or twice. But I think people are dreaming when he doesn't nick it all that much. He he gets it nicked off him. He's surprisingly combative. If you look at his stats, he's surprisingly oh, combative. His stats, but you stats, have to look stats. at the stats. How many tackles? Yeah, how many but, interceptions? Yeah, you have but to look you at look that. you look at it, but he keeps getting knocked off the ball. Mm. But I hope he plays well against Tottenham because he's got to play against Tottenham, hasn't he? Because, I mean, we're losing all our, our combative players, really. Where do you uh, stand on Oscar Kerry? Um, I've yet to be convinced, but I think he shows great potential and you see signs of it. And just when you think he's going to turn the corner, he has a, a dull game. I, I don't. He never has a bad game. It's like people who say players are no good or they're crap or whatever. None of these players are. They're all some players but I do think that because of the way everyone operates around him I just think he sometimes gets a little bit bogged down as to what he's actual I think he's done always job is ever yeah I think he needs one role I think he'll come good he's still very young I think it will happen for him I think he's on probably the biggest learning curve of anyone in the Chelsea side because I think what Mourinho wants him to be is the fulcrum around which everything rotates and revolves. And he actually sometimes, you say that he puts his foot in and gets tackles. That's absolutely absolutely true. And he does it at a higher part of the pitch than any other player in the team. But when he's won a tackle, invariably he has to find a way to get up, get the ball, and then pass it creatively. I think he's doing the work of two or three players a lot of the time. And I think he just gets a little bit snowed under. I think he makes up for everyone else's um, attacking prowess up front and perhaps their lack of defensive qualities up front. So I think he's got an awful lot on his shoulders and I hope he's going to come good properly. I think that one one thing that people misunderstand about Oscar and and I truly believe that that he is the link between midfield and the striker. He's the link, you know, and and sometimes that goes unnoticed and unrewarded and and is a lower profile That's why we hate scoring goals. Well, maybe, but then that's a failure of management, isn't it? That's not his failure. Well, no, I think the failure of management as well is um, putting a lot of faith in him um, and then selling matter. Um, Oh, no. Yep. Matt, I can't even get in the United team. Uh, and yeah, he was player of the year for two years in a row. In a crap team. Oh, come off it. Look, it's true. We uh, won nothing. Come off it. We won What's Europa Oscar League? won? 
What do you mean, what's he won? As much as Matt has won. Well, he's in a Chelsea. much. He's in a much better team. Well, is he? Yeah, he's in a much better team. Is he? Matter would matter would give you nothing defensively. Absolutely nothing. He'd be standing around. Airy what fairy. is Oscar giving? What is Oscar giving defensively? He's not. I mean, well, you're I'm watching the go... wrong game. You're watching a different no, game. No, no. You're watching I'm a different game. I'm watching it properly. You have got rose-tinted glasses, mate. You want checking? He goal. was crap. You want checking goal? You want well, matter on with the? Che- I mean, if you want to talk about the Everton game. Who was brilliant against Everton? He was brilliant. But, but you know, but he's not the future of Chelsea. Courtois is. Oh, you're talking about the future, not now, then. Well, I'm talking about a player that's 21 years can't. old who's going to be there for the next 15 years. No, I don't years. say he's a bad goalie. He's a world-class I say, goalkeeper. When I say, my, what I say is, Czech is a better goalie than Courtois. Well, then you're entitled to your opinion, but I, I disagree. But that's fine. Good. But matter, don't make me laugh. Matter's better than Oscar. Kerry, matter... He's a different player to Oscar. Um, I think he does... He'd be a little boy lost in this team. Yeah, well, it depends what you put around him. Depends what you put around him. But I'm not sad that Matt has gone. Um, I think he could have have done something in this team. But the way Mourinho plays, I don't think he would have ever made it in this team because Mourinho would not have... He would not have allowed him to be a footballer. Just because you write Oscar crap on your notes doesn't make you right. <laughs> <laughs> it does make me right. Anyway, look, I know that he was crap for Brazil in the World Cup. and um, Everybody was crap yeah, for Brazil Bra- in the World Brazilians, Cup. Brazilians, except Brazilians are not good at the moment across the world, as you know, because they had a bad World Cup. William is a much better player and a very good player for Chelsea. William and he well, was that's because he doesn't play for Brazil very much no he? that's right he could only get on now and no, again you know how I feel about William William's an excellent player but he's got no final product you know what I mean so he's got massive flaws yeah, in this game. yeah Oscar yeah yeah anyway anyway let's get off Oscar um, can we, can we oh, I'll tell you who should have got an Oscar on Saturday Ivanovic yeah for when going down to that kung fu kick making the biggest squeal I've ever heard <laughs> did you hear it when you were uh, yeah <laughs> I, I heard it behind the going squeal <laughs> And then get up, thought he was dead, and then got up so quickly and ran over to the ref. It was um, an Oscar-winning performance. It wasn't, it wasn't impressive, but he should have been yellow-carded for that. And if he'd have been yellow-carded for that, then he might not have been on the pitch. He might have taken the shot that Courtois saved that went behind for the corner that they scored from. So, you know, it's all a narrative. Yeah, right? if they'd have let Cahill come on for the corner, he might have scored an own goal. It might be, might be, might be. So, I mean, we were looking really comfortable up until the 70th minute. And then, and then the incident happened. The incident happened, you know. So Matic gets red carded. What did you think of that? Well, you can't run. I mean, it was a bad tackle, and that it happens. Matic is usually quite mild mannered, isn't he? He doesn't seem a, a crazy, you know, Joey Barton type. <laughs> and uh, but uh, unfortunately, when chasing the bloke, give him a push, and the bloke, you know, what they do, these footballers these days, just went down, didn't he? Sort of died. So, you know, Atkinson was looking, oh, he was looking to send one of our boys off, wasn't he? Or do something against us. I I, I have to say, and I've been caned for it on Twitter, because I said that I'm I'm actually quite furious with Matic, actually. I thought it was, you know, to run 10 yards and push a guy over, 
you're giving the referee no choice. Absolutely no choice. And I know that the, the tackle was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And a lot of people have said, what would you have done in that situation? But the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm a pub player at best. You know, what I do is absolutely... Oh, that's, that's a bit fanciful. I know. I'm, you, know uh, you know, so so what I do is absolutely irrelevant. You know, he's a professional footballer. Running 10 yards to push a player over, to me, is really put us in a difficult position for Sunday and for the next two games. You know, we've got to play West Ham, we've got to play Southampton, and we've got to play Spurs in the Capital One Cup final. And every single player on our pitch is replaceable. But I don't think And Obi-Wan is. Kenobi's got a bad knee. Yeah. So who are we going to play there? It's going to be Ramirez and Fabregas. It's, not, exa- it's of- not exactly a brick wall, is it? <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm, cr- I'm cross with Matic, I have to say. I, I, I'm not. I mean, every now and then in life, something comes along that gives you the red mist. And I don't think you'll ever see Matic do something like that again. I hope Look, not. We've seen that footage of him when the guy's wanting to punch his lights out. And he just looks at him and laughs at him in that international. He's normally controlled. I think he, you saw his leg bend. You know, he knew how lucky he was to be standing up. I know all this. I know all this. I know all this. I get this. Testing out his leg to see it was working. You watch against Tottenham. I reckon reckon he'll play against Tottenham. I reckon the FA will rescind the red card. Not a chance in hell. They're not going to. I don't think they even will let Chelsea appeal. No, not a chance in hell. We've appealed. We've appealed. Apparently not. Apparently they've thrown it out. Yeah, not a chance in hell. You don't run 10 yards and push someone over. That is violent. I have a theory about the Tottenham game and the midfield. I think he'll stick Dave in front of the back four. Okay, that's interesting, Phil. Wow. Come on, how can you ever disagree with a man who has such madness in his mind? Well, you remember Atletico Madrid? Uh, what, in, yes, at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, he played him in midfield, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I look. Yeah, I, yeah um, it's you know, it's going to be Ramirez and Fabregas, which is you know, as I say, not exactly um, you know a, a, a wall of resistance, is it? So it, I don't know. I, I, it, it's, it's really upset me because I think with Matic in the team, we're, we're twice as strong, and without him, we are. You know, I just think we look a lot weaker without him. I'm, I'm kind of not even cross at him. I'm cross at the situation. I'm cross that we're not going to have him on Sunday and for West Ham and Southampton. Okay. Yeah. There are three games we really did need him for. Yeah. Oh, well, we ain't got him, have we? So, there you go. Uh, And were you surprised that the boy Barnes has not been charged with anything? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. If if Costa had done it, could you imagine the uproar there would be? He tried to blow... The FA would be, you know... Mourinho would have to be defending him... Jamie Redknapp would be doing his nuts. So, you know, Lineker would... uh, you know, match of the day, it would be all on Costa if he did it. Yeah. But nothing with this bloke, is there? No. And it, you know what? He gave a throw-in. It wasn't even a foul. Yeah. It was a throw-in. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, listen, it was a... You know, with, with, with the stuff that went on in Paris and that result, I have to say I was fairly miserable um, on Saturday evening when, when I came home. But still, listen, we're five points clear. We're still five points clear. Yeah. Uh, Man City got some tough games coming up, although they looked impressive uh, and we got against a, a fairly final. weak Newcastle. And we got a cup final on Sunday. Yep. You confident? Uh, I, I I am in in a slightly reserved kind of way because you know it's 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 a cup final and hopefully we can lift our game and it'll work out. I I agree with you. Matic is a big loss, but you know just maybe there might be something in that team that makes them want to get revenge for what happened over the Christmas period 
and also for the last cup final. So, yeah, I, I just, you know. Might I, give someone like Loftus Cheek or, you know, Aki, Aki a, a chance, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> if that's never going to happen. Okay. I don't, know. I don't know, Kerry. I, you know, it's if, more if, like Dave being in midfield than that happening, isn't it? I love it? that. I, I think, you know, yeah. Jose listens to this show and gets most of his ideas from from, <laughs> from me. He no, it's not my idea. He, do, he doesn't me. smoke that's what Phil sec- smokes. That's me second-guessing him. If I'm right on that, you all owe me um, a yeah. big joint <laughs> of bacon. There you go. <laughs> anyway, you're going to the game, though, aren't you? Think, yes. You're in. Are you you're in the posh seats? Are you in the? No, I'm not. Aren't you? Were no, you? I don't go posh. I only Mr. Kenwright offered me <laughs> posh, um, but I turned him down. I turned him down for a trip to the country. There you go. Um, well, I think we've got to sort of wrap it up soon, boys. Mm. I don't. Um, what else have we got to say about what? Well, we should talk about maybe uh, talk about what we f- think is going to happen next week in this West Ham game, which is, you know, becoming quite an, an important game now, isn't it? After the result on Sunday. Well, they're quite good, aren't they? So I think we beat them three 0 <laughs> When are we playing West Ham? Isn't that in next week's podcast? Next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that next week. Really, we've only got Tottenham predictions to do this All week. All right, then let's do that. I'm going to, uh, taxi for Matic in the background. Um, I reckon it's going to be 3 1 Chelsea. Andy? I'm not confident, boys. I'm just not confident. I can't predict us to lose, but I'm not confident. I'm going to say 1 0, and I'll be thankful for that. I'm going um, 3 0. And us on penalties. <laughs> Just to and make it make you sit on the edge of your seat. A loophole found in Matter's contract, which meant that contract... That, that, that Dave, trans- Dave trans- scores the winning penalty. The transfer never went through. Matter can actually play. He comes on, bangs in a hat-trick. There we go. There you go. Not All been, right, then. Not been the greatest of weeks, but let's hope that, you know, that no. after Sunday... Uh, my pessimism is unfounded that we go and we lift the cup. And first I hope trophy. Oscar as man of the match. Well, there, there you go. go. Excellent. All right, mate. All right, Kerry. Cheers, chaps. Cheers. See you later. Happy birthday, mate. Bye, all. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.